Hey, 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 everybody. My name's Ryan Atkinson, and you are around the business cloud. Today, we have a super fun episode for you guys. Uh, we're going to have a really fun segment. Uh, we'll kind of dive into that a little bit later, but we got a magic bowl of questions for our guests to answer. Um, our guest today is join, joining us from Portland, Oregon, uh, where he has numerous experience in sales, engineering, project management. Very, per very personable and super smart young professional. Alex Webb, it is an honor to have you on today, my friend. Well, thank you very much. That's quite the intro. I, I'm not sure if I'm deserving of that, but I'll try to live up to those accolades you say out. <laughs> well, Alex, Alex asked me, he's like, Ryan, how am I, like, how am I going to prepare for this? Like, do you have any questions? And I was like, honestly, like, not really, like, you don't really prepare at all for this. Um, but I kind of lied to you. For the past three hours or so, I've been looking up strategies on how to play tic-tac-toe because that is how we're going to start today's episode with a quick game of tic-tac-toe before we really dive in to learn more about Alex Webb. All right. I like the sound of that. <laughs> we have, I have the standard, you know, three by three grid or whatever. Um, okay. If you have that drawn, uh, we'll just do this bang, bang, bang. Um, I will let you go on the very first move. Oh, gosh. All right. Well, I'll, I'll go X's in the top right. X is in top right. I will do O um, in top middle. All right. Well, then I, I guess I got to go X bottom left. We will do O, o bottom right. Well, that's embarrassing. So I'm going to go X middle. Ah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> As you can see, Alex's, his IQ level might be about 30 over me. If people are listening, they're saying, Ryan, you're an idiot. Well, <laughs> it's basically true, but <laughs> I just wanted to do that. I thought it'd be really fun. But Alex, the floor is yours. No, it's a good. Yeah, the, the floor is yours, Alex. Just kind of give us, you know, your minute, minute and a half. Just about you, what you're doing, what you've done in your past, um, and more about Alex Webb. Right on. Well, first off, that's a fun warm-up. Second, I guess if I had to give an elevator pitch, it would be um, – Started off growing up in Northern Iowa, just like your host, Ryan, and then uh, graduated, went down to Iowa State, received my bachelor's in mechanical engineering, knew I wanted to get a little bit out of Iowa, ended up getting a lot of bit out of Iowa, uh, sent out some applications and happened to end up in Portland, Oregon, where I, I now design fire protection systems that go in buildings and work in construction. Within that, I do a lot of project management on those designs and see them to fruition and then recently have transitioned into a sales role, which allows me to get in with the customer and then kind of see that project finish to end. And then, yeah, I've been out here for two years and it's uh, been great. Yeah. Well, sounds wonderful. And obviously you have a lot of experience with that. I mean, you are in Portland right now. Um, you're working fired, hazardous. Uh, can you just kind of talk about the state of Portland right now with the wildfires and everything going on? For sure. I mean, it's been a wild year. It's kind of uh, interesting to see that transition since I've been here for two years, but mm -hmm. um, Portland's been in a lot of headlines this year. Some <laughs> of them pretty accurate, some of them not so much. Um, a month ago, I was saying, well, it's not like the whole city's burning down like the media saying, but within the last week, it, uh, I might have to take that back. But it's, uh, it's quite challenging. It's, uh, it's an interesting thing to experience firsthand where your coworkers are having to take PTO because they're evacuating and they're housing the relatives that live up in the woods and stuff like that. So it's a kind of an interesting thing to 
for me, not knowing what to expect, I'm like, well, it's not a tornado. We'll be fine. And then <laughs> to watch that kind of the severity increase, especially for me, and then to just have an impact so closely, it's uh, it's interesting. And now it's kind of the aftermath. The fire fires mostly contained, or at least we know where it's going. And it, it's it's reached Portland in the sense that the air quality is, you know, within the 400s on the AQI scale, which is you know hazardous. Don't go outside. So that's another interesting thing kind of never experienced that yeah is it i've seen pictures in like san francisco and it's literally like orange all around you smoke and right in your face is that kind of what portland is right now or what is what is it like looking outside essentially it it transitioned uh so like wednesday it was pretty orange and then it started covering it so much that the light's not even getting through to make it orange so it's just kind of gray i'm looking at my window right now it's you know, just kind of a gray, almost looking like fog, but um, yeah, it's been like that for about four days. So that's a, like I said, very, very interesting, very challenging, especially even just how it affects businesses. You know, restaurants are closing, deliveries are shut down, trash isn't getting picked up. I mean, it, it impacts so much. Mm -hmm. And what do you do with like the design of like for uh, businesses with like the fire prevention stuff? Can you talk a little bit more about what specifically you do for that? So... I mean, you walk into a building and most people don't look up. Uh, if you're in my industry, you probably do. And you'll see, you know, HVAC ducts and smoke alarms and stuff like that. But then you might notice that there's little sprinklers there and you're like, mm, I think that's a fire sprinkler. Uh, so I'm the person that makes sure those get put in the right spot and they have enough water in the, in the case of a fire, they would all activate accordingly. Mm -hmm. And so that's kind of the engineering side of it is making sure that design hydraulically works and then taking a step back once you have that design, going through the whole uh, acquisition of per, uh, permits and material and coordinating manpower and making sure that we're not hitting other uh, trades as they start to build that stuff. And then uh, getting to the end to make sure we have a finished product that the customer's happy with. Yeah. So is your transition from project management to sales, is it going to be with the same company, but now you're just selling it? For sure. It's definitely with the same company and uh, what they're starting up is called a self-contained unit, which is nice. So currently there's a salesman who has all their contacts. They go and they sell all this work and then they have to hand it off to the designer project manager who sees it to the end there. It's a little bit of an efficiency that happens in that handoff, you know, naturally the project manager hasn't seen that job site. They haven't taken a look at all the drawings so that designer has to go back, kind of retrace those steps to get familiar with it. So ideally we'd want to eliminate that, have that salesperson already be familiar with it, get yeah. the sale and then just hit the ground running. So it's a, it's a, it's a test position. They're doing it in other offices around the country, but it's going pretty well so far. I feel you. Well, we are going to kind of move along because I am pumped this question segment. All right. You um, is travel. You love yep. to travel. You've been all over the world. Can you talk about like some of the spots you've been? What's like your favorite spot internationally, domestically, um, just about that? For sure. Um, internationally, a few spots jump out to me. It was Dublin and then Lyon, France. I don't want to get too wordy with it, but Dublin, the atmosphere there is unrivaled in terms of positivity and just, you know, atmosphere, food, good friends, good drink. It's a, it's a great city. It's very alive. Um, and then with that, the countryside around it is just 
it's too easy to get into lots of trains. <laughs> so that's a good city to hop into and get a full experience. And then Lyon, France is one of those cities that I feel like it's underappreciated. It's supposed to be the food capital of Europe, but uh, yeah, it was an old, great city, lots of history, perfect food, um, and just tons of great things to see. Yeah. And also one of those cities that's just too easy to get to from Paris, but people kind of overlook. Yeah, no, I feel you. And with all of your traveling experiences, uh, what has like traveling really taught you about life, about yourself, how you can apply it to your job? Uh, travel alone if you can do travel it. Alone. Like, don't, yeah, don't be scared to. It's one of those things people people don't think about. They want like friends to go with, and I say, I mean, friends are great, and it, it makes the yeah. experience awesome. But uh, I did a three three week car road trip where I just after my junior year where I wanted to figure out where I wanted to live and I never traveled alone. So I just packed up, put a bed in the back of the car and traveling alone is the best. That is it awesome. makes, yeah. And it's, it, you make your own schedule, whatever you want to see it, you know, you can pull over wherever. And you know, there's these pressures with traveling where you want to make everyone in the group happy. And maybe you don't go see that one thing that was kind of on your list because you're kind of like, well, everyone wants to go do X and you're, I want to do Y. But when you're alone, anything you want to do that morning. No, yeah, that is awesome. Yeah. And I feel like there is that kind of like, Oh, like I got to travel, like I got to bring three friends, but I think traveling alone, you just kind of grow. Uh, I've not really traveled alone, but I've done stuff like overseas alone and you just grow and it's just the culture around it. So neat, I think. Um, and then you've been to Dublin, France. What is like the most unique culture you've been to? Is it one of those or? Unique culture. That's a great question. Um, you know, I didn't experience too many unique cultures other than kind of the basics. I thought that Amsterdam, you know, in the Netherlands, they had a great just kind of approach towards life. I guess with the locals that I met was they were very much more relaxed than I thought they would be and just so welcoming. And I, I guess I didn't go any with any ideas of what the culture would be there, but it, it blew me away. It made me want to come back immediately. Perfect. And then we're kind of making that transition. And then, sorry, my bad. Nope, you're good. Where, where are we transitioning? So Alexis wanted me to ask this. This will be the perfect transition. But she wanted me to bring up to you, uh, you were going to go overseas to Europe before COVID. Mm -hmm. Then COVID hit. You went back to your job. And then you got a promotion. Can you kind of tell us that story of why you're going to Europe and how that all kind of happened together? Yeah, for sure. So that's uh, that's a unique situation. I don't think that that's going to come around again. But um, <laughs> I was reaching a good transition point mm -hmm. in work, and uh, I was seeing other opportunities come up, and I realized that it'd be a good time to take a trip. Um, and we had put into works, you know, the flights, the hostels. We were we had coordinated with some families to stay through uh, WorkAway, which is a site I will 100% recommend anyone. Um, WorkAway allows you to connect with families who are looking for uh, travelers to host, help, have them help around the house, whatever it is. Anyway, we had coordinated with three families ranging from southern France to Switzerland uh, and Italy. And, you know, as you start approaching that, it was a, a, an interesting time because our flight list left April 1st and you know, we were March 21st, there was a travel ban. So it's kind of yeah. 
slapped us in the face of, you know, if we can take ourselves back to pre-COVID era where we were kind of like, oh no, this isn't going to work for us. And I guess uh, some good tactful con- uh, conversations with work kind of led them to, you know, seeing what they could do to keep keep me on, which I think is a good advice is, you know, speak up if you are looking for transitions or open to opportunities because oftentimes, you know, you you could be scared of your bosses, but they're open to maybe giving you a two month sabbatical and <laughs> having you come back and take on a new role to change your perspective. So I think that was the takeaway is always speak up because you'd be surprised what what can come out of it. I feel like it was a perfect mix of your smarts and your personality to make something really happen like that. <laughs> it was, you know, it was a lot of things and it's, uh, it's definitely a learning experience. Yeah. Well, everybody, this is the moment I've been waiting for. Um, I've asked, you know, eight to 12, somewhere around that range, uh, people to submit questions and we actually got a ton of questions. So I'm really pumped for this. Um, we have our magic bowl right here. Um, where I cut out all the questions and put them in and I will draw them at random. Um, so you're going to hear your question. Be asked. hopefully we'll start with our first question. This was one of my, this was honestly one of my favorite questions. So this comes from Ryan Wagner, engineer, um, one of the brightest people I've ever met, I will say. Um, and this was his question. When you went about searching for a job across the country, what made you, decide that this was the right one? That's a great question. And I think that, especially for me and a lot of other young engineers that are getting a job that they they want, they check the boxes and stuff like that. But I encourage everyone to, one, treat it as a number game. Make sure they send out a bunch, you know, because it's it can be that at times. And then secondly, kind of break it down. I'm a very metric driven person because mm-hmm. the follow-up was the how did I know this was the right one um I look kind of looked at it as location if my pay made me happy and then job satisfaction and so then kind of ranking those three even in just one to ten you can kind of compare all of them you know am I going to be happier for example at a job that might not be the best but I'm in Portland Oregon mm-hmm. and the pay is pretty solid comparatively to a job that I hate but I'm making way more, but I'm in a place that, you know, isn't great. I don't want to smash any place because teach their own. But for me, it was, I was looking at, you know, like Des Moines or somewhere in Oklahoma and those just weren't aligning with what I want. So I think the first thing is, you know, deciding where you want to be. And then from there, what do you want from your job? What do you want it to look like? Mm-hmm. Perfect. Thank you so much. Yeah, I was really pumped for that question actually when Ryan submitted that. Um, for sure. We'll grab another one. This one comes from Nick Eggers. You know, Nick, what trends do you see in the engineering community that might impact your future? Well, that is also a great question. And I think that's a, almost a layup with COVID, but so I'll, I'll give my COVID answer is uh, the ability to work remotely. I think that before there, you know, working remotely was kind of like a, a stigma within the engineering community. Mm-hmm. And now, it's one of those things that's totally obtainable. I mean, not for all positions, but there are a lot that are opening up to that where you're able to work remotely, which kind of changes the ball game. Cause mm-hmm, definitely. if I, you know, if I don't have to be in Portland every day, there's the opportunity for two or three weeks or wherever, however long mm-hmm. that I can 
travel, work on a beach, whatever that is. And then outside of COVID, just that, I mean, this might not even be a new trend, but just that you're just always up for learning. And it's always, it's, it's not always engineering, it's not always technical, but I think you're just the first option when thought of for a new, new position or a new, you know, hey, we have this new program, who's gonna spearhead this? Mm-hmm. You know, don't always, don't turn those down. So that's a, that's a good trend. Well, thank you so much. We'll grab another one. And Alex and vouch for me, I'm drawing these at random. I'm not looking in the bowl. We'll do this. For bowl. sure. <laughs> and just cut me off. I'm getting too wordy. I, you know, I don't want no. to take up your time. <laughs> no, you're doing wonderful. Multiple people actually asked this, um, but what are your career and life goals? So career goals is just to make meaningful work. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I don't, that's I don't strive to work for a super long time. So I'm, I'm, I'm kind of on aggressive, you know, save and work hard and hopefully retire at an earlier age than the normal. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I don't think I'm very much rank climbing the ladder driven, but as much as just enjoying each day as much as I can. So that's, that's most, whatever that means, taking on new positions or trying new projects, stuff like that. And then honestly, life goals is just have a good story. Mm-hmm. That's all I want at the end of it. Just, just turn around and be able to tell a story. That's just not bad. <laughs> oh, I love it. I think you're off to a good start choosing to move away out of your comfort zone and travel the world. I would say. <laughs> yeah, it, it helps. I mean, immersion gives perspective. So it's, it's going, going good so far. Perfect. We'll draw another one. Do I get to ask any of these back to you? Is that, is that allowed? If you want. <laughs> okay. I might, I might do that. We'll see. All right. Well, what's the next question? Um, we'll see. Uh, this one comes from James Christensen. He's a computer science major at the university of Iowa. Um, he asked which college classes helped you prepare for most, uh, for in your, in your job, in your role, if any, if any, <laughs> I think, I think they all play a role. I, that's such a tough one because you'll often hear the misnomer of, well, you'll never use anything in those classes when you get to the real world. And to an extent, kind of, but in the other extent, every course mm-hmm. teaches you to learn. It gets you in that mindset where you're just open to new things. And, you know, for me, it's fluid dynamics just because I deal with that on a daily basis. But then when you take a step back, there's so many much tougher courses where it kind of prepared you to start looking for those new answers or maybe mm-hmm. even just the even just the uh, group-based classes where you have to deal with people. I mean, that's a huge part of most jobs is just working with other humans. Yeah, no, I feel that. Yeah, and that's that's one thing I always keep in mind. It's like, this actually going to be anything for me, but it is that just communication of working with other people. <laughs> yeah, no, and that's a definitely a big one. I mean, you come across a lot of people that aren't able to formulate a, maybe even a good email or convey thoughts over the phone so that's a that's a great skill to have moving forward mm-hmm. and it's also underrepresented on interviews and resumes so that's a good tip is always use those buzzwords like you know communication and synergy and stuff like that and the team that's stuff we look for perfect and this is another great question this one comes from kyle wilms of course you know him as well um but he asked how do you juggle what'd you say? I, I, 
I've cut off. Oh, I, I said he's a great kid, but I caught you. How do you juggle what? Uh, how do you juggle your work life with your personal travel? Well, it's easy in COVID. I was going to say super, it's easy with COVID, but super maybe, easy. Maybe pre-COVID. <laughs> yeah, pre-COVID or post-COVID, whatever we're looking at. Yeah. Um, honestly, just put those dates in the calendar. Put them six months out. Make sure you're, you know you share your outlook or whatever your company uses, and just stick to them. I mean, it's it's so easy to be like, oh, we're looking for that three-day weekend, and I'll just I'll, I'll push it because I'm super busy this week. Well, you're probably going to be super busy every week, so. Take the time to step away, you know, if it's two weeks, a three-day weekend, or just, you know, a random Monday where, mm-hmm. you know, you needed a three-day weekend. Um, and then plan accordingly. And, you know, the people around you want to help you. They want to help you succeed. They want to help you get some time off. So get them up to speed. Leave them the resources they need. If you have, you know, a project-based job like I do, like I'm leaving a good set of documents is key. Yeah. And then we have about two or three more here. Um, this one comes from Tony Mazinga. He is also a mechanical engineer at the University of Iowa. Um, and he asked, what factors did you consider when choosing a career after college? You touched on a little bit earlier, but what factors did you consider? So, yeah, that's a great question. Just one that as engineers, I, 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 I wish I would have thought about more as like an underclassman because you get to junior, senior year and you start getting thrown into the real world. But um hands-on anything is the best way to know i I did a couple internships and the the best thing i learned from my first internship is that i don't want to work at a chemical plant and i think that that was you know the best thing to take away from that is what you don't want to do and then uh so luckily the second one led me into the construction field so yeah i guess hands-on anything try something out i've said it before but immersion you'll just you'll know or not yeah Definitely. And this is kind of you know, a yes or no type of question, but this comes from my roommate, actually. I told him and he's like, hey, I've been to Portland before. And he's just simply asked, this is from Logan Smith, have you ever been to Voodoo Donuts? Of course, you have to go to Voodoo. Okay, then he, then he, would, then he asked, the follow-up to that is, what would you recommend from there? <laughs> uh, from, well, from Voodoo, I would recommend going to Blue Star, which is the other donut place in Portland. <laughs> But voodoo's good. It has its thing. It's like voodoo's very theatrical and sugary and, um, you know, you can get like a cookie monster donut. But then I think that Blue Star has a little bit more uh, solid flavors and uh, can enjoy them a little bit more. But that's just a local stick. I, I don't know. Yeah. He, uh, <laughs> he also, have you been on the Wilmot River? Wilmot? That rings a bell? Uh, the Willamette? Will Lambert. Oh man, I butchered that. Yes. <laughs> it's okay. There's a lot of tough ones out here. Fair enough. And then this will kind of, this will be our last question. We answered a ton in there. Uh, Kyle Wilms will finish this off. Thank you, Kyle. Um, but this one yeah. will be really great for everybody. Um, how have you used your engineering background to become a leader in the workplace? That can be tough at times, just becoming a leader in any, from any background, but um, I think when you, you know, a problem comes up and you take a step back and you, you know, propose that solution or maybe bring everyone together, start asking those questions, you know, team member A, what'd you learn from this? And team member B, and maybe they're not thinking about that yeah. uh, connection. And then you bring that together and you formulate that solution. 
that's definitely one of those things that I don't want to say sets you apart, but it people remember that and they recognize that and it it starts to happen more and more where people come to you with those problems that you can solve. So I short answer, maybe solving problems. Um, long answer, kind of just bringing that, those people together, bringing all the people in the right room that can communicate and solve that problem. Perfect. And then just one more question from you, general advice. Uh, you kind of gave it there, but if you had to go back to your, you know, your senior year college, you, what is the one advice you'd say, listen to this? Well, <laughs> amongst other things, I would say enjoy yourself. Enjoy yourself. You know, uh, don't, you know, look ahead, but also look around you because those people are, are your friends and the people you're surrounded with and even the classmates that you've made, those are, you know, people you probably stay in touch with for a long time. So, you know, I know it's tough with COVID and mm -hmm. everything else that's distracting, but just take a look around take a snapshot and really soak that up because, you know, you'll move on, you'll get that job and you'll, before you know it, it'll be, it'll be gone, but you'll be, you'll have those people, but it's just one of those things you want to, you want to stay in touch. Perfect. Yeah. You gave me chills on that one. Cause yeah, it is senior year of college. Like I'm, I'm looking for the new, like a job, but at the same time, it's just trying to soak it in as much as possible. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, it's exciting and it's career fair season, yep. whatever that looks like right now with, sure with uh, COVID, but it, you know, it's exciting. And I remember just worrying so much about getting that job and mm -hmm. moving on. Where am I going to live? What's it, you know, what's that look like? But it'll, if you've made it that far in college, you'll figure all that out. We'll figure it out as we go. Yeah, you'll figure it out. Well, everybody, that was fantastic, fantastic. I'm sorry if I did not get to your question. We had a lot submitted, and that was fantastic. Thank you so much, Alex, for coming on and answering all of those for us. Yeah, I really appreciate it. I look forward to listening to more, and uh, good luck out there. Yeah. Well, everybody, thank you so much for tuning in today. I will have all of Alex's like contact information in the bio, uh, connect with him on LinkedIn, follow him on Instagram. Um, I don't know if you're on Twitter. I'll put that in there as well if you are. Uh, but just if you have any more questions for him, uh, obviously just listening to this, you know he will answer them and give you good in-depth questions and answers, I should say. Um, so everyone, just thank you so much for tuning in. Um, Alex, thank you again so much for coming on. Yes, thank you. Wonderful. Everyone, we'll speak with you soon. Thank you so much. Well, 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 everybody, that was a phenomenal episode with Alex Webb, who I'm extremely grateful could come on the show for you all. He provided great content and answered some really great questions that I also took something away from. Um, so if you did submit a question, uh, generally, thank you so much for doing so. You guys are really ones that helped me build and develop this episode. So I really do appreciate that from you guys. Um, if you guys want to see more stuff like that, please, please, please let me know. Um, and don't forget to follow, the, follow uh, this podcast and join the community of the Business Cloud. Um, we're going to start developing in this community into being something really great. Um, if you do want to follow Alex on Instagram, which you definitely should see where he is traveling to and what he's up to, his Instagram is AJWeb33. Um, and I will have that in the description as well. And also connect with him on LinkedIn. Um, if you do have any more follow-up questions or just questions in general, um, please do not uh, you know, worry or whatever uh, with Alex. He is a really cool guy. So uh, thank you everyone for tuning in very, very much. I appreciate it. Uh, next week, we have a great guest, two guests actually coming on. Um, and so I'm really excited for that one as well. So everyone have a great week and I will speak with you soon.